Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Well, Masters is done. Oh. Have you deleted the oh. app? Yeah, oh yeah, gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. So we were, we were just like, we better bring up the scores. I, I like, I think I know the top 10 verbatim, but, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like, it's funny you said though, cause I literally downloaded it like Thursday, like, or like Wednesday night and like favored all my guys that I have like bets yeah. on or in my pool. And then literally Monday morning gone. Man. <laughs> um, so let me start this off race with why can they not, I guess, <clears throat> caddies. Why can't caddies wear these at the Masters? So we're not going to give it away because if you're listening, are they to not caddies, allowed to? Is that a rule? I didn't know that. No, it's it's all the same. They oh, cannot... so they're the green Masters hats, right? Okay, you just gave away what it is now. Okay, so we're, yeah, somewhere in a bucket hat. Cause I'm down in the uh, the recording space here, and I couldn't find anything else. But this is like you know, this is kind of like the um, this is like the caddy hat, right? Yeah, yeah. So I forget. Like, Joel Damon wears it too, I think. Yeah, he wears like the PXG uh, one. It's not as big as this one, but why don't they fire up like a green one for the Masters? Remember, like imagine Ted, be... Ted Scott going or like walking around wearing this. Like, it'd be, yeah, for it'd be sure, crazy, man. Um, Billy Spencer. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was talking to him just a little while ago, past guest Billy Spencer. So big week for him, Sung uh, Sung Jay. So if you're listening to the pod, you probably you know you heard the scores: Scheffler, McElroy, Lowry, Smith, Cam Smith falling down to T three. Morikawa, Zalatoris, Connors, uh, JT, Sung Jay, our boy Cam Champ, Chuck Schwartzel, top ten. DJ just slid out of there. T twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple of surprises in there. Like so, when we had Weeksy on last week, he was saying kind of you know there's twenty five thirty guys that are gonna win the tournament. You can obviously he. You know, got that part right. And you can only really select who's going to win the Masters from that 25 or 30. There's going to be a couple outliers. So in that top 10, there's a couple that kind of slid in there, you know. Like, I think Chuck Schwartzel had a big day. Uh, big two days, really. Yeah. The, the Thursday, Friday, like, he was, he was lights out. He was uh, second, I think, at one point. So mm-hmm. um, pretty big start for him. Good tournament. I think he won 2011. 2011 champion so is that what it was yeah yeah i shouted, yeah, yeah. Him, I shouted him out in our uh, pre-episode or our pre-masters when you said uh an outlier to win it and I, that was the name that came to mind so yeah like he played really well it was kind of nice to see um obviously camp champ big we're both big fans of camp champ mm-hmm. um get the guy some more TV time next time. Like how are you top yeah, 10 totally. and, and we can't even see uh we can't even see a shot. Like, uh, that would be, yeah. that'd be great. I know like Tiger was back. I get it. Like, and then as soon as that feed was done, I went to like, you know what though? Like, I'm not sure where he was on the course, but as soon as like Cam Smith put in the drink on 12, like, you know, tournament's done. It was already done before that. We knew that, but like, yeah. there's no chance at that point. Like, you know, Scotty Scheffler's like minus ten thousand to win at that point, so never gonna never gonna happen. Um even though he did four putt on eighteen. But putt, yeah. so, so what do you think about the four putt? Like it was it was I don't know, man. I think that was kinda like cool to see because obviously still won by a field goal and and I think it kind of just showed like he's human, right? Like he's not playing like he's human right now, but he obviously uh you know, he knew he was gonna win the tournament. He just kinda like broke concentration at that point in time, right? 
I just think it's crazy. It really just shows how much this tournament means to people, like means to the players. Yeah. Um, even though some they can keep their composure throughout the whole weekend, and but um, I think you mentioned it. Um, you saw you read something where he said once he got up to the green, he he felt those nerves. Yeah, that was in like his, and you could see it too yeah. for sure. I mean, ten out of ten, he's stroking that putt, no problem. Yeah, but, so uh, to win the Masters, it's a different story. Yeah, definitely a bit of uh, I don't know bit of bit of jitters i guess walking up you mentioned he saw like his wife meredith and stuff like that and mm-hmm. he kind of broke concentration at that point uh we got a couple minutes into it here but our guest this week is um carrie moffitt so bryce the one that we recorded earlier is going to be actually next week we're yep. talking a little bit about masters so that'll be in next week as well with jacqueline uh, lee so a couple couple really really uh really nice ladies the next couple weeks uh this is carrie moffitt from the still away podcast uh out in bc so you know you guys have heard of like goat track social club she's friends with those guys pioneer um she knows dan Mann, who's been on the podcast before so um just kind of like connecting the dots with a bunch of people which is really cool so um Stay tuned. We'll talk for a few minutes and then we'll, uh, we'll drop that episode just in behind, but definitely go check out the Stillway podcast. I'm going to link it below. Um, and you can hear the conversation with her. It's really great. But, uh, yeah, I think at that point in time, you know, he's been on a tear, right? Winning four or six events. And like, he's been Ooh, obviously, yeah. obviously in the zone, right? He's got like, he's, I think at $11 million this year now in, in <laughs> earnings, which is insane. John Rom led the PGA Tour money list last year at seven seven, so he's crushing it. Like he crushing. There's no stopping him right now either. Like you know, kind of like me and you and our pickums. I mean. Yeah, yeah. The pickums is is getting bad. I actually started all right, and it's it's a bloodbath right now. So it's <laughs> it's tough though because it's like you know you could you were firing off Hovland, and then as soon as Scotty Scheffler flip like flipped over, if you win the week before, you get the tee, you get the honors, mm-hmm. and and you pick that guy, and he's won four or six and yeah i'm getting worked it's uh pretty bad i actually had a decent week i was uh i was up money on the masters not much but yeah. we we got to talk about the rory morikawa 18th hole because it it was an expensive amazing it was an expensive hole from morikawa yeah. uh expensive for him he won a ton more money and actually he's finished in his first nine majors he's finished in the top five obviously he's won the open um He's finishing the top five in the other three now, I, I guess, too. So, um, obviously, won the PGA Championship, too, right? So, um, first player to ever do that. Tiger did not even do that. So, in his first nine majors, he's finishing the top five in all four of them, which is an incredible stat. I mm-hmm. I think, like, you see Scotty Scheffler four-putting from, you know, 11 and a half inches or you know, a little bit more than that. But you see how intense these tournaments are, right? So, mm-hmm. um, that's a wild stat. I haven't heard one like that in a while like that's that's pretty elite when you're talking like the elite tournaments too right so yeah the uh the hole out there yeah so it cost me it bumped my Corey connors and my zalatoris to t6 i had them both t5 you and i were talking about it pretty uh you know i had a pretty yeah. substantial i was waiting on a pretty substantial payout so uh-huh. uh morikawa stole that for me if you're listening to this po- podcast colin i know you probably are um you can send it to Mac at OTS.com, OTSgolf.com. Just send me like a little Venmo or whatever it is, PayPal, whatever you want. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome to see, though. That was amazing to see. Like Rory's 
like I, I don't know if I've ever seen. He said he's never been that excited on a golf course before, and I kind of believe him. I don't. I don't know. He looked like oh, a kid they were he looked like a kid playing up. in the sand, man. Like they were like, fired up. It was like Step Brothers moment, you know, where they're like, "Did we just become best friends?" <laughs> I know. Like, and Rory, did you see Rory's arms? Like he was doing one of the, like yeah. I don't think he knew what to do. Like he was so fired up, and he just kind of shook his arms and threw his club, and and then Morikawa buries it, and then they did same thing all over again two minutes later. Yeah. So it was really cool to see the Masters is full of like awkward handshakes and gestures and stuff yeah. steve, steve williams and tiger uh back in like 2005 or 7 or whatever it was with the like one of the greatest shots in yeah. the history of golf and i think it's just all the yeah. raw emotion and like you yeah. can't just take over right yeah how do you handle it right like how do you yeah, actually totally. control your emotions in that time it's so like it was really cool to see so i was telling you bryce just before we hopped on like a crazy stat um rory's like major uh scoring average is like round one 73 round two like 70 69 68 or something and like it's not really obviously we saw it we got to talk about it it's the greatest yeah. final round in masters history tied the tied the record or beat the record tied yeah, the record. Tie. i think i believe he tied yeah yeah so um it's just lights out like i don't want to say it got close like everybody wants to think there was drama there but like scotty scheffler was unwavered man until he hit that last couple yeah. of putts like there was no stopping the guy he was just it didn't matter if he got into trouble he got out of trouble he mm -hmm. like his wedge game man i didn't realize like he was playing with cam smith who's probably a top i think everybody agree probably a top three wedge player in the world right now uh mm -hmm. like we're talking like around the greens and stuff like that and like scotty scheffler was unreal all I am. He probably chipped in I at least know. like what five six times like it was over the weekend yeah and it was insane it was really really cool to watch but yeah the rory call call more cow like back to back hole outs from opposite bunkers like not opposite but two different bunkers i don't know if we'll ever see something like that not at the I don't not know, that was pretty, at augusta that was pretty electric, that was man. pretty unique yeah yeah um how about the scheffler's decision not to lay up on 15 you like that or like i don't know i thought that was pretty shocking but well, so it was like 227 carry or something. I was, I yeah, was but like, he was yeah. kind of blocked out by the tree. He kind of had to draw, which I guess is no problem for for those guys. But still, I mean, he had, he had to hit like a 20, 25-yard draw around but the tree. That's his natural it. pattern, right? Like, that's not a regular shot <clears throat> yeah. for him. I'm not saying that it was like, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, Ted Scott and him had that conversation, and they – yeah. They, I'm just saying, if I'm up eight like that, I'm gonna punch one out, put it with a hundred yeah. hundred yards. Just he ended up making a four too. Under. Like he, he flipped oh, yeah. close and made a four. Oh yeah, he yeah, put it just yeah. off the back and uh, and dribbled one um, just past the hole and then yeah, buried the uphill putt. So yeah, like I I guess the he must have known or like where like where he was at seven. So yeah, uh, you know. He must have known. Yeah, obviously, Rory would have been done by then. For obviously, sure. if that goes in the water, um, yeah, it's a big one. And then you four put on eighteen, like that's a one-stroke ball game. You yeah, know? yeah. So probably <laughs> not the best choice, but you I mean, know, it you know, okay. So like, think think back to the match play, right? We talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, when he had DJ on the ropes, and DJ almost <laughs> came back. Remember, so on the twelfth hole at Austin um 290 or 278 carry or something like that over the water that par four um it was like into the wind too so it kind of like set up that they could hit a driver in and kind of hold the green and he went for it mm -hmm. and missed and dj rattled off like four holes in a row i think he won he, scotty won two and one i think it was yeah um but i don't know if that's just an extreme level of 
confidence or if that's immaturity i don't want to say it's immaturity the guys won four times in the last six you weeks. can't say that right now <laughs> yeah player like you know he's already won the player of the year right so like the rest of the season he could just pack it in he's gonna win the money list he's gonna like except for whoever wins a fedex like he could show up at the fedex probably win that right now so oh, no I, problem. I think um yeah player of the year already i'd say likely so mm-hmm. how do you doubt that but you're right. Like it could change the tournament. I just feel like he probably knew, like they probably had a number that is, he, yeah. does, he does hit that nice, like kind of slinging draw. So he probably had a number where it was like, okay, we're not going to be short. If anything, we're going to be long. And mm-hmm. maybe they felt safer with that. Yeah. He was going to make birdie regardless from wherever he landed, yeah. I guess. No so, kidding. Um, but yeah, probably more risk involved in that shot, I guess. I guess you could, you could say. But it was it was fun, man. It was still, it was like I said, anticlimactic. Like the Sunday was kind of over really fast. Cam Smith got it within one. He was two under through two. And then I think he went bogey bogey. Um, Didn't he go double bogey bogey? Yeah, he, he may have. Yeah. So he was only one back. Um, and then, like we were saying, Scheffler chipped in there on five i think it was so um you know it kind of took the momentum out of smith sales and and i don't like like, i like cam smith a lot so i was uh you know i was kind of rooting for him to to at least press a little bit um yeah we posted a poll on sunday there and it's pretty even pretty even split but it was uh it was fun though like it was still a fun tournament fun tournament to watch we got to see tiger come back obviously you know that was the highlight of most people's weekends getting to see tiger play again i was impressed man like he played pretty well. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. He went, uh, sorry to cut you off there. He went, I was looking up. He did double 12, par 13, but then bogeyed 14. Yeah, but what did he do on three and four? He went, he opened birdie. Oh, yeah, birdie, he bogey, birdie. bogey three and four. Yeah, he went yeah. birdie, birdie, bogey, bogey. So birdie, birdie, it was, uh, I think at that time it was eight under, seven under. And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, or no, bogey, sorry, bogey. nine under, eight under, I think. And then he went bogey, bogey. And then Scheffler chipped in, right? And that like put it back to four, yeah. four stroke difference. So, it was it was tough. Um, yeah, because Cam Smith had the same chip, missed it, and then missed the the putt coming back up to. I yeah. guess that was on number five. So kind of like almost on number five, you kind of felt like it was done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Rory was playing lights out, but it was still like too little, was, too late. You figured, opinion. yeah, you figured that Scheffler was going to go low. So you think Rory gets it done though? You think he wins that slam? You think he gets a green jacket? I'd love to see it happen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I said no chance before this this year, but I mean, he came up firing on Sunday. If he can put four yeah. rounds together at Augusta, it's he's a scary player. And I posted too with uh, Corey Connors. So um, for the Canadians listening to the pod, we got uh, 2000, I guess 2020 now. So T10, T8, T6. You know, Keep Matt, going. Matt says next year T4, the year after T2, and then a winner the following year. So 2025 master champion Corey Connors. First. Yeah, easy, easy math, right? So um I think he's got a real good shot. I think his game like fits well. He just has to get that breakthrough to that next level, right? I have him yeah, this week totally. in the in the in the heritage. I already showed you my line on him. So yeah. I'm uh I'm I'm going in, I'm going in on it. So I think you know it'd be nice to see Corey Connors is the guy who's going to win it if he does of any Canadians, but, um, back to tiger though, we can't, uh, we can't overlook tiger. And, uh, I think he's going to win the open man. I think that'd be insane. I think there's something, obviously he was, he was not in contention because Scotty Scheffler was beating the pants off of everybody by Friday yeah. afternoon, but he was three strokes off second place or mm-hmm. maybe only two on Friday afternoon. So, um, I think it like wore on him a bit. He was looking tired on Saturday. I thought he looked sore. 
Yeah. But he's I think, limping around a lot and like look but, how far he's coming 14 months yet another oh, you know, totally, four, five yeah. six months of conditioning on it um for sure obviously the most conditioned golfer of all time um yeah agree you know what i mean so like nobody's gonna debate like he's an incredible athlete uh could probably play like just about any sport so the fact that he had you know everything that he went through and now he was you know made the cut at the masters was just pretty insane mm-hmm. but walking around that course for Bob Weeks and I talked about it. I don't know if you heard about it, Bryce, but like it's got 175 feet. So same height as like Niagara Falls from the start of the first tee to the uh, pond at number 12. There's mm-hmm. like 175 feet like decline and, yeah. you know, and which is actually worse for him if he's got a bad knee and uh, rather than going uphill, but like you're constantly going up and down and up and down. But the undulations is, uh, yeah, it obviously was a lot for him. And I think it kind of got to him warm out a little bit. And yeah, I think it like, we saw it break his concentration when he's putting quite a bit. He had a four putt as well. So that like, I don't know if Tiger's ever four putted in his career before. So, mm. um, pretty good event though. Pretty good event. But, um, yeah, yeah let's, uh, you, you got anything to add or you want to hop in the chat here, Kerry? No, I think that's, uh, that's, yeah, just wanted to say quickly thank you to everybody who um, who purchased some of our merch. I know it's starting to land in people's hands now, which is great. I'm wearing one of the sweaters right here. This is the Yips, just simple. Uh, the writing stitched on embroidered. Brighter stuff should be there. It might even be there to like tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes oh, nice. out, it might be there. And, um, you know, April's t- uh, testicular cancer um, awareness month. So, you know, we partner up with our friends at Manscaped, as you guys know, OTS golf, 20% off while you're there. Um, if you can make a donation to testicular cancer society, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, just go in, you know, when it's in your cart, there'll be a prompt. The link is below. You can go over and, uh, just remember each month, check yourself really easy to do. Go on to uh, manscaped.com forward slash TCS. Yeah, I got that right. Testicular Cancer Society. So go over, check it out and you'll get a, uh, you know, just an idea of how you can kind of check yourself. It's, um, realize that, you know, maybe be an awkward thing, but get, uh, get a manscape package, clean yourself up mm-hmm. a little bit and yeah. Dan yeah. Mac made it clear a few episodes ago, we will not be doing demonstrations on how to check yourself. So no, but we do have go a yeah. story that, uh, we get a little, a little video in our story every few days. Yeah little balloon or something like that and then if you have any questions of course call your doctor but you can see and learn how to do it um just simply by clicking the link below <clears throat> ots golf over on manscaped 20 percent off plus free shipping the products are great i just got some more stuff i'm uh i'm feeling good ready to uh ready to go walk the course bryce and i know we're uh we're gonna get together for some golf pretty soon so mm-hmm. we'll do some on on course stuff maybe we'll fire up the live a little bit and i can uh you know be get beat up by blaker yeah yeah we uh we don't want to go there i was just talking so i uh yeah that's why i'm wearing the hat right now i'm trying to convince him to go go play on some tour or something like that and i can just carry the bag around a little bit but uh yeah thanks everybody um hope you enjoyed the masters uh thanks again if you're looking to check out our merch otsgolf.com go down the collections you can see it down the bottom of the page really cool stuff and uh we'll be dropping a couple spring items soon so check them out uh, thanks, Bryce. And here is the chat with Carrie Moffitt, Still Away Podcast. Let's just jump into it then, Carrie. We've been hey. chatting for, I don't know, 15 minutes here. And uh, my email did not make it to you. So these will all be questions and uh, I guess topics that you are not aware of. But uh, we'll try not yep. to stump you. And we're here with Carrie from the Still Away Podcast. Carrie Moffitt, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for hopping on with us. Short notice. And uh, like I said, my email didn't get to you there. So um, sent it at like 7 a.m. here. You're a few hours behind us. So anyway, here we are in a world of technology. We made it. We made it work. Um, tell us about yourself. Anybody listening over on our end? So you're, you're out west. Can you kind of let any of our uh, listeners know who you are? Yeah, I, well, I'm, a, I'm an Ontario girl, so I grew up in Leamington, which is a small town, it's about 30 minutes from Windsor, um, spent a lot of time in Windsor, Detroit, because our small town didn't even have a movie theater, so we, <laughs> anytime we wanted to do anything, we went to Windsor or across the border to Detroit, still a Red Wings fan to this day, sorry for the Toronto fans there. <laughs> Um, moved out West. I worked at my, my dad was a golf pro. Um, my grandfather was a golf pro. They were in the London area, Thames Valley. And then my dad made it up, um, assistant pro up at Weston in Toronto, and then became the head pro down in, uh, at Erie Shores in Leamington, which is where I started. Um, you know, I was pretty much grew up on the course and was in the back shop and, Finally, my dad just got so annoyed with me hanging out every day that he just put me on the payroll. And I started there just cleaning clubs and picking the range and hitting balls and played my first tournament. I was about 12 and was pretty hooked on it and played turn pro when I, uh, well, I did quit golf. I, I, I got to the end of junior and then i was just kind of done i, I we, we've all over. we've all quit golf at some oh, point God, how many times we fall in and love in and out of love with this game so many times and so i i didn't play for a few years and then i just decided i was getting to the end of my degree i went to western and i wasn't quite sure what i wanted to do i had a degree in environment resource management you know i went in thinking i was going to save the world and really did nothing with it and was going, okay, well, what's, what does my career look like? What's, what's the next phase of my life look like? And just golf just never really left me. And so I picked up my clubs again for the first time in like probably four years at that point and decided, you know what, I'm going to go try to turn pro. <laughs> I, I had like no it. business, absolutely no business passing. And I, I did, I passed. I passed on the first try and Good. and yeah it it was pretty funny you know I'll, one of the coolest stories that it, it still it still warms my heart you know how like just the backshop kits right like mm -hmm. they all had bets on how much i was gonna lose by and i got wind of that two days before i was gonna um go up because i can't remember i think it was at cambridge i think that's where they did the pat in ontario and i was devastated because these these kids i'd grown up with these kids are like my friends and and they had they had these big bets not one of them thought i was going to do it and i was on in tears in the golf shop closing the shop that day and called my sister and i was like i'm just so devastated nobody thinks i can do this what am i doing and i started to just question and my sister just hung up the phone and an hour later i see her going on her bike her bicycle she was riding up the long driveway to kingsville and she walks up the stairs and i was like holy shit like that was an hour on your bike what are you doing and she's like anything you put your mind to you can do That's and she's awesome. like 
I'm going to need a ride home because that was a hell of a long ride. <laughs> I can't put my I can't put my mind to that ride home though. <laughs> <laughs> can't move my legs. Yeah. And so it was just that moment of her just saying like one person believing in me, and I had like my, my best friend Greg caddying for me, and I passed, and I I started teaching my my dad kind of. Um, I went to go close the shop because I was working at two golf courses at the time, still helping my dad out. And <laughs> I got to work that day. It was maybe a week after turning pro and was going to close the shop. And he, he's like, okay, you need to do this, 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 this. And also you see that, that lady out there on the range? I said, yeah. And he's like, that's your first lesson. Go. I was like, what? And I, I just went out and I taught my first lesson and I was, that was it. I was hooked. Nice. And I, that's all I've ever done. I, I pretty much spent, all those first years just trying to pivot enough to be able to be a full-time coach and moved out West and, and I don't know, God, million years later, here I am. So dad just threw you to the wolves. I like it. All yeah, right. I, told you. I got a small image here. I, I pulled it off your website. Oh, uh, maybe as I'm looking at it, you can tell anybody your website who's listening here. <laughs> so we got PGA of BC twice teaching uh coaching so the naia team championships three times is that right golf canada university team championships eight times <laughs> okay all right golf canada university individual champion four times naia individual champion i should have brought my glasses one time and ubc team of the year two times so um you made the right choice by the sounds of it. Right. So <laughs> what was that first lesson like, Carrie? Like, so you didn't know that it, you didn't know that you were going out to teach that night. Mm -mm. So what would you do? Like, had you prepped at all before that time? No, so, I just, I grew up watching my dad and he, he was a coach. He, he right. was, he was very much a, a teacher, a fitter and a club maker. And, um, my grandfather also really, he was a golf pro more, more than the traditional golf pro, but he still did a lot of teaching as well. But my dad really did transition his career, especially later on into fitting and teaching and, and, and eventually just built clubs. He, he did a lot of, of club building and, and he loved it. And so I guess just for me growing up in it, since I was a kid and growing up being taught by two coaches I just kind of did what I what I know right and and I think I mean having know what I knowing what I know now I mean I know a lot more structure and, and communication and listen a lot of listening um but I just did what I what what I what I learned from watching them so what do you like away from golf it sounds like you said you've been well, you, first, you got your first job, you were 12? Yeah, he's right? putting me on the payroll. He's like, I just can't. I can't. Like, you're <laughs> So away from golf, what, whenever you get, you know, you said you had four years there. If you're, you know, kind of getting away from golf for a little bit of period of time, it could be a night, could be a couple nights. What are you doing? Like, what what's it like away from, what's it like away from the game for you? Well, um, when I was a kid, I, I was into a lot of sports. Um, I was a gymnast. I was uh, pretty heavily into soccer. And then when I aged out in gymnastics at about 13, because um, it really wasn't, I was pre-competitive. So I was okay. It was, I was decent. I was, I was, you know, competing in gymnastics, but right. I wasn't really going to end up on any kind of provincial or national team. So I just transitioned into coaching. So I really liked coaching uh, gymnastics and 
as I mean, golf is pretty consuming. I mean, if you're in it, it's, it's hard to have life outside of it. And, and especially, um, with, with all your friends who, when they find out you're a golf pro, that's all they want to talk about. Um, but for me, it's coming home and just, I live on the beach. I've always lived on or around water. So being able to be in or on the water is really important to me. Just having some downtime. And I love photography. I, if I can snapshots and I, I, that's kind of like one thing that I do away from golf. Yeah, it's definitely uh, photography is fascinating. You can see my camera and it's not on the uh, YouTube view here, but you can see it behind me. And then I have like a bunch of lenses there beside me, but uh, I don't know what to do with them. As you can see, I was out of focus there for a little while <laughs> as we we're getting into it. You didn't mention karaoke. So if you're following us along, we're in conversation with Carrie Moffitt, host of the Still Away podcast. Um, I don't even want to say debatably, like it was probably the best intro to ever start a podcast in the history of podcasts. So I'm going to, I'm going to link the pod below. So please uh, do yourself a favor, go down and, and click the link below and just, if you can do anything, follow, like, rate, do all the good stuff, but definitely listen to the intro. It was, uh, it was epic. So a karaoke professional. Oh God, no, no, it was because uh, so Courtney had never really spoken into a mic and with headphones. Are you recording? And I like that. That was like, my I had no idea. I had no idea what Paige was doing. Cause he was just like on his yeah. laptop or whatever. And yeah. he had the board and everything. And <laughs> so she starts singing and I start singing and she's like, God, I sound fantastic on this mic. And she was obsessed with her voice. So we start singing and then I'm like, are you recording? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was probably the best sound bit I've heard in a long time. Like I've had a couple good ones too. Cause I got Bob Weeks the other day talking about egg salad sandwiches. Like it's, yeah, yeah that was a, that was a really good intro. I love that. Um, <laughs> and, and it's good. So like, what is the still away podcast? Like, what was the idea? It's your, you know you've gotten, you're an episode in now. Um, what yes. do you think? Like, how did it go? What, what was the, like, why did you create it? So it, my, I have really good people around me and good friends and, and people who really care about pushing me out outside of my comfort zone. And so it was the go track at Cody and, and Garrett and, and Pays and Tom formerly from, the four jack as you're pointing to your go track <laughs> head covers um and yeah t uh, tom and and pays from from four jack and they just they're all you know alberta boys and <laughs> and they've done a really good job at at starting businesses and and doing their thing and and cody just called me one day and he's like i want you to start a podcast and i want to be I want to be your, your champion for it. And I was like, no, I like, nobody's going to listen to me, whatever. So then he calls me again. And, and I think it's probably the third time when I was like, okay, let's, let's actually unpack this and, and think about it. And he was just really passionate about trying to get a different voice out on the airwaves um, when it comes to golf and, and, and in particular, just bringing on a female to have a different perspective. And I think golf is going to be a better sport overall if we can create this, this like open 
landscape for diversity because it's you're going to get different perspectives and different reasons why people love it and different ads and different airwaves and just all of it. And, and that's, was his passion. And what, that's what, I mean, that's what the go track is built on is golf is for everyone. And, and, and then I just started to think about it. I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then from there, it just spun into the idea of still away was like golf is still a ways away from it really being inclusive. And, and the whole concept of of the podcast was to bring people on who had some really cool perspectives of how to get us closer to being more, more together. And I I also wanted, well, I just also wanted to bring in this, a different, a different conversation and in the conversation I'm a person, I'm a coach that, that I, I definitely lead with technical because I want to know what's going on. But as a coach, you have to know everything just because the numbers say the numbers, that's part of the equation, but what else is going on? Like is what's, what's the layers? So I'm a, I'm a coach that tends to peel the layers back to get down to the, the real root of what's going on. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to like really poke at people and figure out like, go deeper than just the surface and figure out what's going on. Yeah. I, I was kind of saying we found our niche in the same, you know, it's, it's similar in a, in a sense. We've had Garrett on the podcast before, um, which was really great. It was a really great episode. And it was kind of nice to chat with him, kind of get the idea of like what they're doing. I mentioned like AJ out there, pioneer Dan, who's out by you, who kind of recommended. So thank you, Dan. We've had Dan on the podcast before. Does Dan actually have like salon quality hair? Or it's like, it's it- unbelievable. in person, it's better. Wow. Like, yeah, it almost sprinkles wow. in the light. <laughs> Dan, I got to timestamp this and mark this down for Dan to put up a reel or something. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, like we found our niche kind of, you know, we mix with like a brand or a club fitter. Um, you know, we try to work on some, like work in some pros, but we try to keep it to like Canadian pros or something like that, right? Like there's so many podcasts out there that talk to, you know, you know, people that we all know, right? And like, so you can catch those podcasts everywhere. But like, I've been lucky. I've had like Ziggy Nathu on, like Lucas Noni, Mac Boucher, like a bunch of, well, everybody knows Mac Boucher now, but like, you know, a bunch of guys that like, kind of want to use the platform and just talk golf right and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of it's good to like mix those in we try to mix in like a smaller brand kind of give them a little platform to kind of talk about last a couple weeks ago we had the stroke play golf apparel they had a really cool story a golf pro and his wife and friends and they started a brand so it's kind of cool to start at uh or to kind of get in touch with people that way but like i mentioned to you carrie like the people i golf with most are my wife and my sister and you know I kind of see the struggles, if you could call it that. Like, they're both beginner golfers. My wife's an athlete. My sister is, uh, like, well, she's an athlete, but she's older now. So golf is not does not come easy to her. And it's intimidating, right? And, like, they don't care about golf with me anymore. Like, they get out there with me, and, like, I don't care if I shoot 73 or 93. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't care who I golf with. But, yeah, like, we just literally saw uh, an LPGA major tournament get moved because a sponsor felt like moving it right so it's we're still a ways away you're right um there's still a lot that we can do to you know make the game more inclusive for everybody and that's kind of the idea of our podcast that's the idea for your podcast so it's a match made in heaven um, mm-hmm. okay i got an idea i have something in front of me 
So oh, you would know what this is. This is an NFT or a GFT. So I have oh, the, a GFT from GoTrack. So I have the GoTrack, yes. The golf gal button and the golf guy yeah. button. And I've yeah. got I got a couple from the other month. Uh, I think this this might have been their first month or second. And I got some of their stickers left over. So the first one that sends us a screenshot with the code that Carrie is going to give you, whatever that term is that you want to say, or or code, whatever it might be. It might be just golf guy. If you're a golf guy or a golf gal, yeah. go over, follow either the Still Away podcast on Spotify, Apple's, whatever it is, or the Instagram page. Send us a screenshot and I'm going to send somebody that GFT. I think that that'll be pretty cool. Aww. Yeah. Go track is awesome. Like their stuff is really cool. And uh, I'm lucky I already have one uh, over there. So I'd love to share one. It is, um, it's cool stuff. And, you know, Garrett was kind enough to send us over a couple things. You can see the, uh, the head cover in the back here. Mm-hmm. So it's on my bag. But um, yeah go check out those guys as well. Um, in conversation with Carrie Moffitt, uh, host of the still away podcast. Um, I want, I just say we fast forward a couple of years, Carrie, you're still working on the podcast or you're still doing the podcast. What, what's it going to be like at that point? Like say we're, you know, 2025, what's your dream for the podcast a few years out? I don't know. I think what for me, I just, I started to realize a few years ago, that as a, as a female in this industry and where I'm at in my career, that I, it's almost not so much what I can do for myself anymore. It's what I can do for the, that next generation. And I'm not sure if that makes sense. It's, it does. I just, yeah, it's like, if you can see it, you can be it. And that's been my, my, my motto for so long. And if somebody, if I can get to this, this point and have a voice for say the, the, the girls that, that don't, or don't know that they have yet, if that's what I can do, that that's it. That's it. It's if I can create a voice and a, a narrative for the people who don't have this opportunity. And, and really outside of that, I don't really have any other goals. I mean, there's some, there's interesting people I'd like to talk to, to see how they got to where they did and, and, and what is it like in certain countries and certain, you know, areas of the world and, and in terms of diversity and, and women in sport, but that's kind of it. I, I but to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> if you could, uh, if you could have any female athlete on the pod, who would it be? Simone Biles. Yeah, I think so. Huh? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? I just would want to know, like, what I, I I had so much respect for her to say I can't because yeah. I think athletes don't know how to do that because they push past certain things and they stuffed stuff down, like stuff. Um, emotions and, and negative things down so much that it, it comes out in these 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 events like her at the Olympics. I mean, and a lot of times, you know, people don't really quite get if you're not an, a gymnast and you're like even figure skaters who spin, they're not upside down. Mm-hmm. When you are flipping and can't find the ground, that is especially at the speed she was going at that, that is just dangerous. And if, if you start to lose 
your proprioception to be able to know where you are in space, you're done. And, and uh, yeah, I just, I would be so interested to see how, how she dealt with all of that because there was a lot of backlash. Yeah. I can't even begin to understand like what she would have went through during that time, but like what an incredible platform to be able to share that with, you know, any young athletes in general, females, males. Um, but even like when you think about gymnasts, like again, like you mentioned that you have a background in it. Um, it's such a young sport to get into, right? The pressures are higher than most sports when they're very young. Like I think about like young men, hockey players and stuff like that, or young boys playing hockey and like the amount of pressures and stuff like that. And like, you know, it's like that for, I assume it's like that, or I shouldn't make an assumption, but there seems to be a lot of pressure for like young female gymnasts too. Right. So for her to be able to kind of use that platform and, you know, step out and say, you can't like right now is, uh, it's pretty incredible. If you could, if you could, uh, get a female golfer on any, any era, who would that be? Annika. Yeah, I know. I loved Annika. <laughs> I, so I played the same irons as, as Annika, like when I grew up, um, I did like too. the Callaway, like X tours <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I, I love them. So, and, uh, you know, and she had her 59 and stuff like that. Like it was, it was a lot of fun to watch Annika Sorensen play golf and she's playing again in the, what is she playing in the, the U S open? I think the U S open. <laughs> yeah. She's playing again. Yeah. She committed. Oh, yeah. Like that came out a couple weeks ago. She committed to the, Oh shoot. Why can't I think of this? Um, but I know that she's playing. Yeah. Again this year, which is pretty awesome. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch her play. Um, you know, and she's like in shape. Like I started the, so, uh, photo was posted with the um super anna davis uh who yeah. won the uh anwa just the other day was like you know she kind of like ran up annika gave her a hug after which was pretty cool and like she's mm. looking like she's ready to play some golf like she you know yeah. she, so i uh i wouldn't put a pastor to you know make a cut play well and uh yeah it'd be it'd be really great for the game and like that's another another person anna davis like the youngest ever um the youngest ever gold when the uh anwa which was absolutely insane 16 years old like and just kind of walking around the bucket hat and like having a really good time like i thought that that was a lot of fun to watch and the tiger shouts are out on uh on social media which was pretty cool so um while we're having this conversation we're kind of leading up to master's week so um we'll get this uh we'll get this one put out but uh yeah i think that that would be like yeah, how could you not have Annika Sorensen, right? So another one for me too. Like if I if I had that opportunity, it would be uh, I think Serena Williams. I think Serena Williams would be oh, yeah pretty uh, like just kind of being that I guess uh, polarizing of an athlete would be a pretty cool conversation to have. Definitely uh, kind of that goat title, right? So I uh, yeah, sorry, I got kind of off track with this one. I have my notes here, but. Uh, <laughs> It keeps popping up. Does Dan really have salon quality here? I actually made that one a note. That's ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> going back to your podcast, so you guys obviously started off like really light. You had Courtney on last week. Um, are you gonna have some more intros like that? Are you guys gonna you guys gonna try and clip more intros at the start like that one? <laughs> I don't know. That was just. It was funny because I just. I, Pays is doing the editing and I was like, just him and I were like, Hey, let's try this and let's try this. And then my sister, she wrote the the actual song and I'm like, and it just was this kind of collaboration with the three of us. And, and that's just what happened. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what we'll do for the next one. If you're watching um, us over on YouTube, like that bar is like, 
it's high it's like it's well out of screen it's a pretty yeah we uh we have a pretty awesome intro so if you ever check out our pod um over on youtube we have uh some weeks we've got connor price who's a friend of our editor um he's just like an incredible talent um but on our audio version we have roy blackleroy so a spinoff from Roy McElroy, but he's a golf rapper and it is pretty awesome. Like every lyric is spun off of a golf term. It's, it's amazing. I love it. So definitely, definitely give that a listen, but, um, I won't take up all your time, Carrie, but before we let you go, can you, can you talk about a little bit of your coaching? You've coached, uh, like a university level as well. Yeah, I started off, um, Basically, I got hired at Westwood Plateau, which is a academy slash golf course. They had 18 holes. They had a nine hole. They had a three hole practice facility and a 60 stall range. And that was my first full time teaching job. And it was awesome. And I got to work under Doug Hasty, who is an Ontario uh, pro. Uh, he grew up at the National and he was basically groomed and taught by um uh ben kern and you know uh, tons of like amazing coaches and teachers in ontario and that was my first boss <laughs> yeah actually no he, he uh george newton was his very first coach so big ontario um plug there i mean he, he george newton is one of the best coaches yeah. in well was in canada and um, yeah, I worked there for four years teaching and then I went back to Ontario and helped my parents out where I went back to kind of working in the shop and teaching and I just missed it a lot. And, and, but I developed some programs from what I learned from Doug and, and then I moved back West and got the job as director of instruction and it, they didn't really have a big program at Mayfair Lakes. And I just went and started from scratch and just kind of built something what just hit the pavement went to the community centers taught in daycares taught in schools just anywhere i could get the academy and the and the coaches names out there and we just built something pretty special me and the coaches at mayfair and and then um ended up oh gosh like 12 years ago i guess uh i met the head coach for ubc um and the, the university out here in Vancouver and got hired on as the assistant coach for the women's side. And I just absolutely loved it. And through that, that opportunity opened up the doors for a lot of other things. I got to work with the provincial association and um, worked for, uh, I worked for the PGA of Canada as a facilitator so it's just evolved. And like, to be honest, you know, people ask, I, I probably should, and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot by admitting this, but I don't really have that five-year plan. <laughs> I should. Okay. I just, right. I just, I've, I've managed to just connect with really good people and I've always stayed true to myself and what I know. And I think that comes from, being raised by my dad and my grandfather who were really just good men and, and really 
really good balance. They always had a really good balance between their family and their and golf, which is I think hard. It's hard, definitely harder in the East in Ontario when your season is so limited and you have to be all on, but I've just had a really good balance and, and a good upbringing. Yeah, I'm gonna and be I've just followed, that, uh, followed my heart. That family balance is going to be something I'm going to be learning this year. We get a little guy six months now, so it'll be my first uh, summer, you know, and it's becoming more and well, shorter and shorter now, um, out here, but, uh, that'll be my first balance this year, kind of trying to, uh, to work out the both. So I'm lucky. Are they still out in Windsor? Your family still out in Windsor? Um, my mom, my dad passed away. Um, but my mom is just outside of London now. She's just close to Grand Bend. I'm going to have to get the name of the course that you guys were at because Bryce, our co-host is out in, uh, He's in Michigan, so he played hockey, ended up staying there, met his fiance. Uh, he actually played for the University of Windsor for a bit. Um, his The younger brother, his middle brother, was drafted by Detroit, so you would like that one. Now plays in Chicago for their farm team. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, that's so that's kind of our meeting point almost, right, like in that area. So I might have to uh, – I haven't played much, much down in that way. Um, anything really west of Toronto, I haven't really got out and played all that much of. So most of my courses – tend to be east so i'm gonna have to uh to get some of those names and go check them out because uh ontario's like it's plentiful here there's so much good golf but uh but i guess that's where coach k came from i guess i i saw that on the page and figured uh that's a good time with with coach k kind of just retiring now so you can be the coach k that takes over that title for uh for yeah. when, when the reference is there it'll be for uh for yourself but thank you so much carrie this was great really appreciate you coming on um before you go, can you share your socials uh, and where we can uh, listen to the pod? Uh, yeah, it's my the podcast is still away, so it's just that I'm on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook yet, but my my personal Facebook and Instagram is just Carrie Moffitt, and I believe we are on Spotify and Google Pods, and soon to be Apple. Yeah, I got it. I was listening to it on Spotify, so I'll link them down below. I'll check if it's on Apple. I've got Apple Pods as well. If it's on there, I'll drop the link below as well. And then, uh, yeah, go over and stay up to date on the social media page. What's the handle for your Instagram? My Instagram is, it's still away. Okay. Still away. It's still away. Okay. Thank God I should know. No, that's okay. You know what? I got it right here. I got it right here. It's still away podcast. Gotta be more. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all right. He's out in my ball and of course when I tee up. I lose a ball and I re-up. I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average. I was working scenario.